What's up? It's your boy Dan from the OBGMs, and you're listening to Epitome of Stupidity. Welcome to another episode of Epitome of Cupidity, where the jokes aren't funny and the points don't count. <laughs> Wait, that was funny. Yeah. How's that work? Uh, we are going to push the allegedly metal podcast uh, a little further. Today, uh, in the background, you hear the OBGMs and their song "To Death," and uh, if you think it's a little punkish, it's because it is, which makes it not the you know metalish that you're accustomed to with us. So. Enjoy a change of pace, because it is good. Brian? Episode 76. Did 76. I that? I, well, if not, you just did. So we're off to a banging start. Yeah. Uh, how have you been? I've been good. Good? Yeah, just good. Just good. How about you, Clint? How have you been? No, no, no. You've got more than good to say. Well, I, I just came back from vacation. Mm-hmm. Sunday beaches of Cancun, Mexico, where I frolicked and drank pina coladas. <laughs> I just like that, dude. It's a frolic. Yeah, yeah. I got it. I wasn't anticipating on telling that, so I'll tell this story really, really quick because it was kind of funny. Really quick. So me and the wife were walking down the beach in front of our resort, and a lady from our resort with a camera comes up and starts taking her picture because you know they want you to buy them later on in the shop, whatever. She was just like kiss and hug and prom pose and hold hands and walk away and walk towards and do all this like romantic picture stuff. All right. And then she turns to me and says, you can check them out in the gift shop after five. I said, this is my sister. And she, <laughs> she goes... She goes, oh, no, and, like, her face, and I, I instantly told her I was kidding, but that's my good story. <laughs> that wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. That's two jokes that weren't bad. Yeah. You lied right off the bat. I've been saving them up after this month of no podcasting. Did, uh, have you listened to anything worthwhile? Man. Tons and tons of country and modest Yahoo. I did take over the stereo one day. I got some spotlights in. This is in a cabana. On the beach next to Teal Water, listening to Spotlights. There you go. Um, I was able to do some Moth Gatherer for about Ooh, half a song. There you go. <laughs> and um, shit, what was the third band that she actually let me play? I don't remember. Okay. Oh, the new Deftones. Oh, good. Good, good, good. I've been stuck on the uh, Thou Emma Ruth Rundle collab. That is, man, do I enjoy that. I don't. I can't. I love Emma Ruth Rundle's voice, but I can't sit around and listen to a lot of her music because it's like, it. I can listen to a song or two. I just can't get too far with it. And I like Val's music, but I can't really get into dude's voice. So this works out pretty well for me. I uh, and in a bit of absolute randomness, I got stuck on Steely Dan for like three or four days. Take that with a grain of salt, or mm. pepper. Hell, I don't care. That's another band I listen to. COC. Pepper. I see what you did there. No, Pepper. Pepper. The band Pepper. There's a band? Yeah. Who the hell are they? It's like uh, reggae. Okay. 
That, reggae okay. Reggae okay. Annie, are you okay? Here we go. <laughs> we, uh, we'll do the uh, Bremminghorn read real quick here. I may be slightly mead hungover today. Just a little PSA. When you get you some Bremminghorn, use the code EPITOMED, E-P-I-T-O-M-E-A-D, and get you a discount as well as some delicious award-winning mead. And when you get said mead, don't power drink it. Enjoy it. Sip it. It'll sneak up on you. Drink it slowly. Because when you drink it fast, you wake up not excited about things like I did today. I had some of that brimming horde meadery mead right before I went on vacation. Did you? Remember that stuff we got a while back? Right. You've been sitting on forever? Yeah. I had some of that. It was still good. I believe it. I I don't know how long mead is supposed to stay good for, but it's been there and there for months, and it still tasted Uh, Yeah, I don't think there's an expiration date on that one. so much alcohol in there. Jesus. Mm. Delicious. Mm, alcohol. Mm. Anyways, I'm going to take a drink of my alcohol. And we're going to get Dins on the line. Dins of the OBGMs. This is going to be fun because it's going to be, I predict, pretty different than what we're used to. Yeah. So, do you want to you wanna, you wanna dial him? Yeah. How, should I dial some punk numbers? No. Punk Canadian? Is that a thing? All right. That was dumb. Ring. That was more like... um. I nothing like clogged music. <laughs> and he answered. We got Dens from the OBGMs on the phone. Dens, how are you this Sunday morning, man? Living the dream, man. You know, it's a level three COVID level. Everything's hot red. I'm wearing red. Everything's all red all the time over here, you know? Where you at? Where are you living? Uh, Toronto, Ontario. Nice. Going international again. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> so we're going to start with the obvious question here. What does the OBGM stand for and how did that come about? Um, the OBGM stands for the Ooh Baby Gimme Mores. Um, when we started a band, uh, we had a lot of different names that we were kind of going between. Uh, and when the last member quit before we officially started what became the OBGMs, uh, we were called Elephant Memories for a second. It was stupid. <laughs> so, uh, um, I had a dream, uh, similar to MLK where uh, we were just playing to a crowd and everybody was chanting, uh, ooh, baby, give me mores. And uh, that just became the name. Uh, it would have been that or Nirvana, you know? So we went with the better name, the OBGMs, <laughs> instead. instead. Yeah. I feel like you made the right choice there. How long have you guys been around and how yeah, many lineup yeah. changes has there been? Uh, we've been around since 2000, officially since 2007. Um, lineup changes. Uh, we started out as a two-piece. Uh, then we uh, ballooned to a quartet, and now we're a trio. Uh, so I would say three-ish line changes. Uh, but uh, before the band was officially a band, we went through like 25 members easily. Wow. Jeez. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's a much bigger nobody number than wanted we... to be in a band. I'm sorry? <laughs> yeah, nobody, want... nobody wanted to be in a band. <laughs> and uh, nobody knew what it took. So... Uh, I think it's because we sucked. I'm not sure. How would you, how do you like the OBGMs to be described? How would you describe your band to somebody that's never heard them before? I bet first and foremost as like a black fronted punk band. But secondly, I'd probably describe it as a, one of the few original bands doing music, to be honest. <laughs> um, nice. Like, I don't think we have a sound. I don't, I think we do a lot of different things and I don't think anybody really sounds like us. So if I was going to tell somebody about us, I would be like, 
It's a band that nobody sounds like. That's it. That, nice. That's hard to be these days, too, it's... when everyone and their mom has a recording studio in their basement and everyone is making music. To be original is pretty hard. Yeah. You play guitar and write the lyrics and sing, correct? Uh, yeah, I play guitar and I sing. When, uh, how long have you been playing guitar? I, I started a band six months, so maybe 13 years now, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I started a band, I played guitar for six months, and then I started a band. And I haven't got any better. <laughs> after that time yeah. <laughs> what about uh what about the singing part of it what made you want to be the singer and write the lyric oh uh it's a funny story it was glorious default um so when we started the band like i actually never intended on singing ever singing a note and uh the last singer that quit um kind of just forced me in the situation where I, this is something i really wanted to do um i can hold a tune I'll just do it. And uh, the first time I ever sang and played guitar at the same time was our first show because <laughs> I wasn't singing in our practice. <laughs> I wasn't singing in our practices because I was really embarrassed. <laughs> and uh, so uh, I don't know how, how it happened, uh, but it did. Uh, I was always pretty good with lyrics. Uh, I've been writing songs since I was like seven, uh, but I never knew what I really wanted to do with it. Nice. I'd say it's working out all right, man. Um, the uh, speaking of the lyrics, let's let's talk a little bit about that. I, I've looked through some of the lyrics, and uh, a lot of them can be. It, it seems like they can be personal. A lot of them can be um, aggressive. Maybe is the word. What? Uh, talk to us about your writing. Um, if we're talking about the ends, the the album that we just released. Uh, yes, that is a good um, point. I wrote this album. I, I haven't mentioned yeah. that yet. They. Well, they yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, I keep stepping on you. No problem. No problem. Um, so, well, I can even take you through the journey. Like the original album, I was honestly just putting words together. I was not thinking about what I was saying at all. I was just writing what I was feeling at the time and letting that flow. Um, so it's really everywhere and all over the place. Whereas uh, for the ends, like I'm a lot more specific as to what I'm feeling. Uh, and it's a constant theme throughout the album. The album is about how angry I am. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, I'm angry every day. I, I wake up angry. I go to sleep angry. I'm angry every day, and I'm bitter every day. And uh, I was tired of just pretending that I wasn't angry. You know, so I started really writing about why. I, I'd say that works out pretty damn well, and it it, it comes across at times. It's uh, it, it's not it's not said in a way that's been done a hundred times before either which is why i wanted to make sure that we talked about it for a second because it's it, uh at, at times it's poetic and you can see the point that you're trying to get across and at times it's aggressive and uh yeah it's it, uh it shows that you've got some some anger there just a little just a little <laughs> and i don't know i think i'll always have it <laughs> I, I think i'll always have it i have to right um, it's what i think it's kind of poison because you're, this chip on my shoulder is kind of what fuels me to want to do different things, to want to write every day, to to want to succeed. Like it's like the mambo mentality. I'm literally fueled by the lack of uh, love for our band. People aren't loving us. It makes me angry that they're not. And now I'm going to go back to the studio and show you why you should. And it's kind of like a perpetual cycle that this anger is the fuel that helps me go. 
I don't know what I'll do if I'm not angry, to be honest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. You'd end up having to fuel on uh, Gatorade or something normal. I it love it wouldn't be any phone. Yeah. Something, yeah. So you brought it up there for a second. The ends just came out a couple weeks ago, and uh, it is, it's what, 27 minutes of pure OBGM's fucking awesomeness, right? Yes, I think it's 24 minutes. That's 20. one extra three minutes would have been too long. <laughs> we get to the point. We get to the point, man. 24, just under, the, just under that. 24, and it's what, nine tracks? Ten tracks. Ten tracks? Uh, ten tracks. So no fucking around there. What, uh, what, what's it been like writing, recording, and releasing an album in the shit show of a year that is 2020? It's been a shit show, I would say. <laughs> uh, um, you know, like, you spend a lot of time um going through whatever emotions you need to go through to write songs to get this like i was gonna quit music before this shit because i was just so fucking frustrated with how things were happening for us and um and uh, i'm happy i didn't but like i think we wrote a really great album i wrote a really great album and uh, you envision it being played across the world chasing the sun around the world a thousand playing it in front of thousands and thousands of people who adore you and like that's obviously not what's going to happen for the next maybe 18 months you know right. so um it's good that we still released it because um i i believe that it is if not the best it's one of the best album of 2020 um and uh, i think that's a good thing to say that hey guess what we did something in a year and it also helped us kind of just focus on other things that are important to us outside of just music and touring, you know, like, uh, I, I've got to do a bunch of other things that, uh, I can tell our followers and our fans that I'm about, and I can share that with them like more than just, Hey, listen to our new single. Hey, we're playing this show at this time. You <laughs> right. Know? So we can really have, yeah, we can play, we have an opportunity to build uh, deeper connections that way. And I think that's really what it's about at the end of the day. Like, uh, uh, that's really what I want to do going forward. So, in, in a way, you found some positives out of this, you know, kind of negative experience of 2020. Yeah, I would say that 2020, like, like we all know how tragic it's been for for everybody, but I would say that I've been thriving in this. I've been thriving. Um, I'm doing things that I always wanted to do, but never really had the time to do. And uh, the pandemic really slowed things down that made it a necessity for me to take care of these things. And one of those things I wanted to learn how to do was edit videos and direct videos. Um, so I always thought I could. I never had the time to sit down and teach myself. The pandemic granted me a lot of opportunities that I could do that. And I threw myself out there because I had to. <laughs> um, I had to. Um, we have to keep this going. Um, the 2020 artists, we can't just rely on music anymore. Um, you gotta be a comedian. You gotta be the best singer. You gotta be, you gotta make videos. You gotta be a marketing strategist and all that stuff. So like getting these new skills for artists to keep their music going is a great thing. And I'm happy I had an opportunity to, to learn. And, and, to learn. And yeah. And, uh, what you say is obviously 100% accurate because you you know, not to just regurgitate what you just said, you can't just do all that. Hey, listen to the new single and come to our show. So did you end up doing all of the, uh, the what, two or three videos that have been released so far for the OBGMs? 
I did. I did every video except Not Again. So I did uh, Outsaw, All My Friends, and uh, Fight Song. Fight Song is my first attempt of editing a video. Uh, and that was in, like, what, August, right? So, um, like, I've gotten considerably better every single go. Like, I'm really, really happy uh, that I've had the opportunity to to do it, you know? And I can't wait to do some more. Nice. It, um how do how do these songs come together? We've already talked that, about how they don't waste a lot of time getting to the point and getting in and out of the song. How do you put these songs together? It, it, you know, lyrically, musically, how do all these things get uh solidified? Yeah. Um typically uh, here's a special sauce and I'm going to let everybody in on this. So oh boy. It involves it involves like it's really 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 simple but also very thorough. Um, it involves uh, a liquor and a dark room. <laughs> and, Literally, the songs. And a guitar. Literally sit in that dark room uh, until I make something. And I won't leave the studio until I make something. I don't give a shit what it is. I'm going to make something. Uh, and... Uh, and uh, typically, it's an easy process. Sometimes it's an extremely difficult process because I collect a bunch of uh, voice notes during the week of me just beatboxing different uh, melody ideas, lyrical ideas. And then I go to the studio maybe three, four times a week and spend about uh, six hours each session there and just see if that the songs that I was making during the week made sense. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Um, but uh, after I find something that I really like, I start bringing in the other band members to to add uh, their takes on it, their sauce on it. Uh, and uh, we off we go, man. Like, I, I really don't try to want to spend too much time thinking something. Like, I just want to, what is the message? I'm going to get this out. And, and this is how I do that. It's done. And I just let it go. Uh, it, that is a, it's similar to my method. <laughs> yeah, it's super simple and super effective. That is fucking great. It works. I recommend it. <laughs> what uh, What is the liquor of choice for this? Oh man, I don't even know. I can, I don't even know. Um, it all depends on on the day of the week, you see, sir. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, I don't know if I can let anybody in on that. Okay. Uh, but it definitely depends on the way of the day of the week for sure. <laughs> all right, um, especially okay. and it depends on. If I want to get, <laughs> how much do I need? I don't know. Right. Okay. Well, I suppose you do got to keep some secrets to yourself. So we'll, we'll, that's a good call. So, you know, through all this and, you know, like you said, you don't sound like anybody. There's, <clears throat> if you were to tell someone who you sound like, you wouldn't be able to come with someone, an artist or a band. So who are your influences? Like, I like a lot of music, um, but I wouldn't say I'm necessarily directly influenced by them because i don't think anybody really helped shape the sound that we have uh but i would say that i'm influenced by a lot of artists uh imagery um so you have bands like nirvana where you know what they look like uh you know what their branding is you know what their package is um you have artists like uh prince where like you know what he yeah. you know what he looks like you know what his sound is and how he defined a generation by being just himself and i i derive more inspiration from like what they did to obtain that as opposed to like you know their sound yeah. um i started a rock band that i didn't even really listen to rock music so i kind of just stumbled into this 
Um, so I didn't really have an influence. I just wanted to be loud. So <laughs> yeah. how can I be loud? Let's look at all these loud people uh, and see what they look like. Okay, they look like this. They have distortion. Great. I can do that. And from then on, I just kind of just made it myself. So I don't think anybody particularly in terms of sound, but there are some iconic artists in terms of their images that I really, really enjoy looking at that uh, I can derive some inspiration from just what, the way they look. Nice. I guess that lends itself to asking what, you know, when you're sitting around not trying to be creative, if there, if there are those moments, what, what's on the playlist? What are you listening to currently? Oh, man. Uh, I'm listening. I'm, like, digging for music now. There's a long time. During typically anytime I'm writing music, I'm, not, I'm actively avoiding listening to other people because I don't want to be influenced by them. Uh, but I kind of abandoned that approach because it's I've been missing out on such great music that's happening on the scene. So bands I'm listening to now uh, are like Oxymorons uh, with two R's, uh, Troy Irons, T-R-O-I Irons, uh, um, Nova Twins, King Youngblood. Uh, those are the bands like I, I listen to the most. Um, I'd also say Fadeaways, they're really good. Pup, uh, those are the legends. I love those guys. I love listening to their music and their inspirational, just how they work is really, really inspirational. Uh, but yeah, I think those are pretty much majority of bands in my playlist. If I'm not listening to my own shit. I'm sure you've heard this before, but, uh, you don't lack in confidence, do you? Oh, uh, I do. Um, I really, really do. Uh, but I feel like every artist kind of, you know, every artist lives every, you can be more than one person at once. Um, when people typically talk about music or artists talk about their music, a lot of times they talk about their insecurities, uh, their troubled upbringings, their struggles. And, uh, you know, and like they really are trying to be more vulnerable with that. I have that too, but I just don't want to live there like ever. I don't want to live there. I've lived there my whole life. I want to live in the other side of me which thinks I'm the best. Like I want to live on the other side of me that knows that we are doing something original. So like we can talk about insecurities, but I won't ever make that really the focus because I believe that I'd be actualizing these insecurities and I would just like, you know, this fulfill them more. And I don't want to fill them. I don't want to be insecure anymore. You know? Yeah, that, that's that's really fucking cool, man. That's a uh, that's a uh, this good is way a, to look at it. That's a stupid thing to say, but that's a really good answer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I'm gonna stumble trying to get out of that. Um, let's let's ask a uh, a more generic question, which is our purview. What uh, what are the differences? How how do you feel like you've grown, and what has changed since the first album? Is there only the one previous album? Yeah, so we have an EP as a two-piece, uh, and we have like a, a hip-hop mixtape as well. Um, but uh, in terms of this, like full-length release, it's just the self-titled and the ends. Okay, so talk us through the, the growth and changes there into what the ends is. Um, the ends is the first honest album. Uh, I would say this is the first time that I ever got to sit alone and have honest conversations with myself about how I want to be perceived and who I think I am. I may be a bunch of different people. This is who I think I am. Uh, and 
I didn't have to lie about it. I didn't have to negotiate during this process. I didn't have to think about other people's feelings during this process. I didn't have to give a shit about <laughs> anything else except like my own shit uh, <laughs> during this process. And I fucking loved it. I loved it. Um, I never want to do anything else that has to compromise that ever again in my life because this process has been so freeing. Um, in the self-titled, that album was made in like a month. Uh, and, uh, it was, it was made in like such a space where I was trying to be popular over trying to be myself. Like, so it's still a very, very original sounding album. Still a great album that nothing sounds like, but it's not an honest album because like when I'm thinking of choruses, I'm thinking, okay, what do people want to hear? When I'm thinking of, uh, riffs i'm thinking okay what can i make my band like so we can all play it together um and that's kind of just the constant negotiation i would think about uh, while being the primary songwriter how do i negotiate the best song as opposed to how do i make the best song uh now i don't have to negotiate anything i just be myself and let the music flow out of my body and we'll see where the cards land like and the cool thing is that we do a bunch of different things like it can be a punk album. It can be a flipping hip hop album. It can be a country album. We can do a pop. Album. We can. We're just not going to be boxed in anymore. Uh, I'll do whatever I want, and that's that's the growth. Whatever I want to do, I'll do. Uh, that's what I'll do. That's a that's a fucking hell of a way to go about it, isn't mm -hmm. it? That's the best, a, the best way. <laughs> that is the way. That is the way. Um, going forward, uh, is, is there? You know, and all these things that you've done and that you plan to do and that you're doing, is, is there any advice that you ha would give to up-and-coming bands or advice that you've received that has helped you get to here? Yeah, there'd be a, there'd be a few things, I would say. Um, one, believe in yourself. Um, believe in yourself, first and foremost. Two, surround yourself with people that believe in you as well. Um, if you have both of those things, you're always going to get to where you need to go. Uh, uh, define how you, what success is for you. Um, success doesn't always mean, you know, a hundred billion streams and having Drake's phone number, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> success could just mean that you, you know, like success could just mean that you've built a culture, you've done something new that you're happy with. That can be success as well. Um, I'd say that all bands should really, really thoroughly understand the business aspect of what the music business is and decide if that's what they, the game they want to play. Um, do they want to play in the business of the music or do they want to just make art? Because the business is a dirty, 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 dirty game uh, that will, will tear you up uh, emotionally, it will tear you up financially, it will tear up everything. Uh, but the art is just the art, and that's just a beautiful thing, right? Right. And there are beautiful things in both those things, but like you got to really decide what you want to do. Um, I would say keep creating uh, regularly and uh, don't hold on to music. Um, let it go like a bird. Just let it go. Uh, and you'll give yourself the best chance to succeed. And those are probably the tips I would tell to myself 10 years ago that I wish I, wish I knew before. That's, uh, that's all. There you go. Free advice. <laughs>
Courtesy of Ben. Yeah. Yeah. Free good advice. That's a that's a good that's a good specification. Um you mentioned earlier that you've started with the uh with video production and all that stuff. Is that something you want to talk about further here or is that something you want to be separate? Yeah, no, I can talk about it, man. Um I love making videos. I spent the entire time being in a band 13 years, staying away from social media, uh and talking to people at all. Uh, I was insecure. I didn't know what I was going to say to people. I didn't think I was good enough. I was surrounded by people that were amazing at it. So I just didn't think I could be as good. And what's amazing about this day and age is that the barrier to entry on anything is so low. It's so low. <laughs> um, you can do anything. You can literally do anything right barrier to entry is you're having a phone like that's your barrier to entry this you can is do whatever you want to do uh, so when i discovered that um it will only take me time and the things i don't like i can just delete um i just went all in on it so i i see a path for me like in 18 months which like i i want to be great at music and i also want to be an acclaimed director you know like i want to I really want to use art and show people what I can do. Um, I have just started, and I think I'm pretty good. <laughs> I think I'm pretty good, but I could definitely get better, you know? Right. Um, so so I've made, um, as of this point, like the first video I ever edited, like outside of just blog videos uh, for OBGMs, which the first one I did was uh, April 28th of 2020. Uh, I... I'm now at eight music videos. I'm like, I'm working with a lot of different artists. Like my aim is to really uplift like uh, artists that really need a helping hand. You know, um, I want to offer them a service, which I think could help uplift their art that I wish somebody would have helped us out with back in the day, man. Like music videos became wildly expensive. Like getting grants is a, a world of dice game. And if you don't have to play games and you can just, talk honestly and build beautiful art with like, let's just do that. Let's not talk about money. Let's talk about building art. Um, and that's what I'm doing right now. That's what I'll be doing in the future. And, uh, and I really, really love it, man. I found something new that I love. That's, that's, that's fucking amazing, man. You can't ask for a lot more than that. Yeah, man. Um, so we'll do one more here and then we'll finish this up in our, uh, idiotic way. Um, what what does the future hold for the OBGMs? What uh, what are we doing going forward? Um, I would say, yeah. What are we going to do going forward? That's a great question because um, I really do believe that the OBGMs are going to be a hot commodity starting twenty twenty one. I believe that people understand that we're doing something original. And I do believe that people understand that we're really, really good. Um, the people, a lot of my idols love our album. Uh, so I do believe that we're going to be doing a lot of longer tours uh, around the world. And uh, we're going to just keep on building our cult, man. You know, we're taking followers. Uh, everybody's drinking the Kool-Aid over here, you know? Uh, so, uh, and it's delicious. It's not poisonous. <laughs> uh, but, uh, <laughs> um, uh, I do believe that uh, um, we'll be doing more music videos for sure. We already got some scheduled that will be pretty amazing. And definitely 
we've got a remix project that's going to be coming out probably early next year. Uh, uh, definitely a new record going to be coming out sometime next year. And uh, one where out of the apocalypse, uh, we'll take over the world as the new leaders. Like, I do believe that we have what it takes to, to ascend like a white stripes did, you know? Nice. Yeah. That is, uh, that, that's a whole lot of not fucking around, Dens. We'll be rooting for you, man. Right. Not like there's no option. There's no plan B. Like it has to happen. Like it has to happen. And I've noticed just, uh, that the bands that people see that are successful, that are successful, um, they're, they're hard workers. They're really working hard. Nobody really notices. Nobody's shooting really in the gym with them, but they're grinding. They're sacrificing. They're really giving their all to this. Like, it's not happening by mistake. So, like, people really have to approach things with the intention as to what they're going to do. My intention is to be the biggest man in the world. So I'm going to work until we get that. Like, I'm, there'll never be a time that I feel like we have enough, you know? Man, I'll tell you what, if you were a football coach, I'd be ready to go out and play. You, you've got me fucking motivated about this. It's go get him, man. You should talk to my daughter. She's, she's not, she's not, she's not feeling that. It's been, man, it's been really great talking to you. You, uh, like I said, uh, you've honestly got me fucking ready to go run through a damn wall or something. Mm -hmm. This is, this is great. And we are looking forward to, your eventual takeover, man. Uh, let alone when the world unfucks itself. I stole that sentence from Brian Ewing. Um, and yeah. you know, getting to see you guys live, hopefully sometime within the next pick millennial time frame. Yeah. Uh, yeah, go get them, dude. I I'm ready for it. So, um, thank you, man. Thank you. We're going to do, this is where the show gets stupid and we're going to do a couple goofy things to get you off here and, uh, on your, on your way to enjoying their Sunday in ontario um is that what he said toronto toronto yeah <laughs> somewhere in canada um all right so toronto ontario yeah <laughs> um so rapid fire two choices you pick the one that suits you best clint will tell you if you're right or wrong because that's what he enjoys to do because i'm that guy so first two coffee or tea coffee one for one. Toilet paper. As it sits on the roll, under or over? Oh, got to go under. Ooh, under. Okay. Look at this. Okay. See, this is one that I don't have a particular preference on, but we don't get a lot of under. That's, that's... <laughs> Beatles or Stones? Uh, Stones. Sorry, guys. No, 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 no. No apology. That is the right fucking answer. Uh, <laughs> Simpsons or Family Guy? Simpsons. Without, without Simpsons, there is no Family Guy. Exactly. Right. Yep. Hammett or Hetfield? I don't know who either of them are. <laughs> the guitarist and, and Metallica. We'll skip it. <laughs> um, I told you I don't know music. <laughs> right. Beer or liquor? Which I think we know. Can we mix them both? <laughs> Pour yeah. the liquor in the beer? <laughs> right. Uh, gotta, go, gotta go liquor. <laughs> okay. The woods or the ocean? Ocean. Fall or spring? Spring. Last one for you here. Sausage links or patties? Mmm. Link. Oh, he's going link. Going link. But he thought I had to think about it. That's the yeah, key thing here. That's, that's, that's what we aim for here. We're, 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 we're here to make you think. Yeah. About, yeah. about things that are not worth thinking about. Yep. All right. One more question. and uh, One more, and we'll get you out of here to your Sunday. And uh, the way I understand it, you've got another video shoot to do. So you're going to be a lot more productive than we are. Mm -hmm. 
This is the uh, the trophy question that everybody's asked and heard a thousand times, but we're going to go 1,001. Dan, do you get stuck on an island by yourself? And, and, you know, as I'm asking this, I think I have an idea what the answer might be. You get stuck on an island by yourself, you're allowed to take one album with you. What's it going to be? My own. I fucking knew it. That is exactly what I did. I knew it. That was As I was saying it, I thought, he's going to say his album. And it makes sense? It's the only one. Yeah. At twenty at twenty four minutes though, man, you're gonna have to listen to that thing a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I the thing is like I've listened to it more than everybody else. Like I've we made this in two thousand nineteen. Like I've been listening to it for a year before everybody heard it. <laughs> <laughs> and you're already started on the next one, right? Yeah, like I I think I'm already done it. So like I have about two albums worth of music. I like to get up to about fifty demos though. So I think I'm at about like 25, 30 right now that are workable, that could be on an album. And then there were a bunch of tracks that didn't make this album that I regret. Um, and uh, we're going to get to work on So very excited to see what becomes. Like everybody's hearing an album that happened last year. Like I've gotten so much better yeah. <laughs> since then. So we'll see. Hell fucking yeah, man. To say that the OBGMs are a band to watch would be an understatement. And then it has been a pleasure talking to you this morning. Again, we wish you nothing but the best and hope to see you in person and live as soon as possibly possible. All right, man. Thank you so much. Take it easy. All right. We learned. We laughed. We talked over each other. We loved. It was good. It seemed like the the, the appropriate L that was left out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that was that was really good. He was. Uh, he he's uh to say he's an interesting dude again would be an understatement. He he's got a lot going for him, and so do the OBGFs. Case in point, their song, you All gotta, My Friends. You got a thanks. I got a thanks. Oh, yeah, thanks. yeah, that's right. I'm not like, I don't have my glasses on and my outline isn't where it should be. Quick thanks to Monica at Speakeasy PR for hooking us up. Yes. She, uh, she works with a lot of awesome bands. If, uh, if you think about an awesome band, there's a good chance she represents them. Uh, what about Killer Be Killed? We'll get to that. Oh. Here is the OBGM's All My Friends. I fucking dare you not to enjoy this.
Did you enjoy it? I did. Right. I do every time. Every it's, time. Uh, it's now stuck in my head as well. And I didn't even listen to it. <laughs> this time. This time. Yeah. Uh, but as Brian mentioned earlier, Kill or Be Killed. Monica represents them as well. They're just a little measly super group out of the, <laughs> out of the north, northeastern furthest part of Maine. Um, there's Frank on the... Um, okay. Sorry. Okay. I was wondering where the fuck you were going with that. Like, really? Super, super, super group. Killer be killed. Killer be killed. And uh, what is... It could very well be uh, in contention for the album of the year because every song that we've heard off of it so far is a fucking banger. I can't wait to hear the rest of it. Here is their newest single, Intercom. Yeah. Intercom from Outer Storm. There you go. Album coming out November 20th.
What's weird about that band is that I discovered them just out of a randomly random random and like how did I not know about this? And this was like a, it was over a year ago, a couple years ago, but it's like how is this not a thing? No, you didn't. I've told you this like three times. Well, you told me one I time. told you about them. I was playing them for you. And as you were walking out my door, you looked at me and said, you like this? And how did I discover them? I played them for you. No, that's not how I discovered them. I don't fucking know them. <laughs> Because that a, is how you discovered them, because that was way before you, whatever you're about to say. They they popped up for some reason on a, as a suggested artist, and some artist I was listening to in the gym. Which is a good place to I listen like, to Killer Be Kill. It's like, did you know that this existed? <laughs> and I told you the same story I just told you for the fourth time. Which would make this the fifth time. Anyway, Killer Be Killed are pretty fucking good. Yeah. Max's is, Max is 17th band. <laughs> and each one better than the last, yeah. some fucking how. Uh, and also really good. And also coming out this Friday, November 20, as I say this on a day that is seven days, five days before November 20th, uh, Palm Reader. We've had the, we've played their music on the show, their song um, Internal Winter before when we talked to Conjurer. This is their song. We're about to play their song Willow off their upcoming al- album Sleepless. I am super fucking excited about this. I know that you've given them the thumbs up and you, you say that you like them, but you don't really listen to them a lot. Correct. I don't fucking understand it. They strike me as a band that you should fucking love. Well, maybe I do. I just haven't found the love yet. Can you feel the love? Play the song.
All right. Uh, yes, again, Palm Reader, uh, uh, another band to keep on your radar because I think they are pretty fucking great. And uh, we both know I've never been wrong. So there's that. Their album, again, Sleepless, comes out November 20. And son of a bitch, I'm looking forward to it. Moving on, our favorite PR person, Ebony Jeanette, has sent us a new band called Against the Great. Cool name. It yeah. is. It is a really cool name. And um, if you want some metal, we're going to give it to you right here. And it is also what I like to call the good. So uh, here you go. Killing us slowly. show what, what a show what a show i don't think you've ever said that on this show this is the first time i know it's ever, it's ever been what a show that's <laughs> uh thanks again to Dan from the obgms uh their song to death is playing again in the background uh thanks as always to the Birminghorn people again don't power drink it use the code epitome e-p-i-t-o-m-e-a-d 
to get you a discount and order you some award-winning mead that is delicious and wants to be power drank, but don't do it or you will wake up not feeling good. Uh, as always, pick hog cables as well. Don't power drink those either. Don't or eat them. Don't, don't eat them either. Plug them into your instruments and your amps and sound better because of that. It works for me and I'm not good at anything. Review us on iTunes if that's where you get the show. Uh, apparently, we're not on Google Play anymore because Google Play isn't a thing. Oh, really? Yeah. I, uh, I'll tell you a story about that. I tried to practice yesterday and all my songs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Send us music via email. The email is eostupidity at gmail. Uh, preferably stuff that can be found on streaming sites so we can point people towards these, your, your songs, your music, and uh, help you have more ears on your good stuff we are on all of the socials as long as all the social sites are facebook twitter and instagram um you got anything brian uh no Bye. both you got both yeah. there we Circle of